Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Finding the right mental health care providers in Pittsburgh can be a challenging process. Telemedicine during the pandemic actually made it easier to find a doctor outside of the city for therapy or to fill prescriptions, all without the hassle of going in person. We're with reporter Meg St. Esprit, who's covered why some of these telehealth apps are now being investigated. It's Tuesday, January 31st. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So, Meg, in my college days, you know, if you wanted Adderall, you would have to either have a prescription from a doctor, you know, or get it illegally. Um, But you recently wrote an article about how easy it is to get Adderall and other medications through these psychiatric care apps like Dunn and Cerebral. Um, And I guess I just have to ask, like, are the drug dealers of the future, you know, online therapy apps? You know, I don't know that I would quite go that far, although I do know that the the DEA is investigating, obviously, some of these companies like Dunn and Cerebral. There are several pharmacies, including Walgreens and CVS, that at different points have actually stopped taking stimulant prescriptions from those mm-hmm. prescribers because they had concern about the volume that's prescribed. What happened really is, you know, so many restrictions were loosened during the pandemic, and this one was the Ryan Height Act, which said that doctors need to see a patient in person to dis- to prescribe a controlled substance. And then obviously when that wasn't possible during the lockdown, that was waived. And that loophole is open as long as a public health emergency remains, which at this point seems like it might never end. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Are they the new drug dealers? I think that there is a serious lack of oversight that's really concerning. But I hope that enough light is being shed on this concern that maybe it can be reworked in a way that allows equitable access but controls some of the dangerous things yeah. that are occurring, you know? In in the early days of the pandemic, it made sense that um, people had access to this, but why are they still popular? You know, it's easy. I think particularly if you're struggling with your mental health, you hear that there's weights everywhere. You hear that you need to get on a wait list. You need to do an intake. It's going to take several appointments to get a diagnosis. And then you see an Instagram ad that says you can have Adderall in 15 minutes. Why not? I mean, I mean, my I'm a therapist by education, although I've been doing reporting for for quite a while with a mental health lens. My spidey sense went up right away because there is no way to diagnose someone in 15 minutes and prescribe a controlled substance. But that's just what's happening. And I heard story after story of people who were describing a a medical appointment that basically sounded like someone going down a clipboard. If the doctors are the ones doing this prescribing, you know, in 15 minutes, basically in a matter of seconds, uh, should they receive some blame for this? That's interesting. I've thought about that. Who, you know, who's working for these companies? And I don't want to particularly throw one person under the bus because I didn't talk to doctors that work for these companies. What is happening at most of them is that there are doctors that oversee everything, but they're using PAs or nurse practitioners to actually do the sessions. Okay. So that is one thing that, and and I'm not saying anything negative about PAs or nurse practitioners, but there's a role for everyone in medicine. Um, And it seems like in an effort to increase access, we may have decreased 
the standards a little bit on what a medication appointment should look like. You spoke with um, some local people who mm-hmm. use some of the apps. Uh, what did they say or what did they tell you about their experiences? You know, they didn't have wholly negative experiences. Um, one person that I talked to, she actually is doing telehealth with a doctor that's in Philadelphia. And so for her, that's not this typical, you know, cerebral done Instagram ad. It's it's a doctor that's not here. And particularly, she really wanted to find a black practitioner, which we know Pittsburgh is lacking in yeah. uh, black mental health practitioners. And so for her, that was a great option. And if the loophole closes, then she's not quite sure what she's going to do because she didn't find any great local options. And then I talked to another woman, Roberta, who initially had a very bad experience with one of these apps. You know, it just felt like, say you're anxious and I'll give you some medicine. There was really no hmm. no diagnostics. There was no none of the tools that we use. There was nothing that a typical doctor would use to prescribe a medication. But then at a different on a different service, she's had a more positive experience. So I think that you can't say one size fits all, but it's more of a general concern for how big this industry has grown so fast and how oversight has not kept up with it. The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. What are some of the consequences of loosening restrictions around telehealth? For one, there's a lot of concern with what they call double dippers. I mean, there's no reason that you, especially if you're paying out of pocket, cannot sign up for multiple online prescription apps. And then you have, you know, a whole bunch of Adderall. Um, And we have Adderall shortage right now, which is obviously tied to several things. There's a production error, but it's also increased dramatically the number of prescriptions over Mm. the last couple of years. Uh, And some of that is driven by a lot of things. You know, there's been social media trends about ADHD and finally getting diagnosed as an adult. And a lot of that is is really important. You know, especially girls were missed as kids. Many of us now that are in our 30s and 40s because ADHD looks different in girls. But the downside of that is if you are self-diagnosing with ADHD based on TikToks and then you're finding an online doctor who will listen to you for 10 minutes and give you the medicine Mm -hmm. and you don't really have ADHD, all of a sudden you're a person that's just on a stimulant and basically on speed racing around. And when someone actually has ADHD, a stimulant 
brings them down. Yeah. And when it's abused, it's because people want to have an upper, essentially. And so there's been a lot of concern around that abuse. Uh, There's also no oversight as far as, you know, health conditions, heart conditions. Um, I myself take a stimulant. Um, I've had some heart trouble in the past related to a COVID infection. And so they had to check all that out. They had to review my records. They had to make sure that it wasn't going to cause tachycardia or arrhythmia. And nobody that I talked to that had online therapy had any of that oversight, Yeah, which is super concerning. Do you think there's a, a good way to receive care through these platforms? Through those large platforms, I honestly don't know. I think the heat that they're under... Um, might cause them to look entirely different even in a couple months. I do think that there are online platforms that do a better job. Uh, uh, Dr. Canadan that I talked to in the article referenced Knowlton, which is out of Johnstown. Mm-hmm. They are local Pennsylvania doctors that work at, it sounds like an advertisement, I'm not, but they work at local hospitals, you know, and they just have found a platform to provide telehealth that is smaller, more localized. I think that if someone truly needs telehealth, they should look for a remote option within an existing network in Pennsylvania yeah. rather than a national company. What what did doctors locally say about the rise of telehealth, you know, with regard to therapy and, and prescriptions? They were not necessarily as concerned with therapy, although definitely they had con- some concerns about the quality of therapy and I don't want to say just specifically the credentials of the therapist, but just making sure that you're receiving quality therapy. You know, not everyone that is licensed as a therapist has done the trainings that might best meet Mm -hmm. your needs or match what your concerns are. Um, They definitely had much more of a concern about the heightened prescription use, you know, part of just a larger, they saw it as part of a larger problem with medication abuse. And it's just kind of fueling that fire when Dr. Candidan described to me the process that she uses to diagnose someone and then prescribe a medication, it's really involved and it's really lengthy. Yeah. And psychiatrists go through a lot of training to be able to do that. And so when they hear that the same evaluation is being done in 15 minutes on a cell phone, it just blows their mind. With your reporting, um, what have you learned about mental health resources in Pittsburgh? I think that was one thing that was really interesting to me. I think we do hear all the time that they're strapped, that there's not enough therapists, that there's long wait lists. And that certainly has been true at different points. But all the providers I talked to right now said that, you know, they might put you on a wait list when you call, but it often is just a week or even two. Mm -hmm. And to not be scared off by the fact, don't just think, oh, I'll never get a therapist locally. I'm going to click through this social media ad because it's really not the case. If you call directly, and that's one thing that they said as well, um, several, as well as several patients I talked to, if you try to call directly to clinics versus the number on the back of your insurance card, et cetera, you often have a lot better luck talking to an actual secretary or administrative worker that can get you integrated into their intake system. This is obviously, you know, a really complicated issue. Um, how should people be thinking about the solution to this problem? I just think it's really important locally to kind of keep our finger on this situation to make sure that by restricting the problematic things, we don't restrict things that are allowing people to get the care they need. I just think that it's such a nuanced conversation. You know, the answer is not just go back to in-person visits for all medication. Um, The answer is not just shut down all telehealth. There has to really be 
a deep look at how people access therapy, how they access medication, and how we can, particularly for marginalized communities, leave that access open, but in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just don't think we're there yet. I think that there's enough eyes on the topic now that we're getting there, but we're not there yet. Meg St. Esprit is a freelance journalist. Thank you so much for joining us today, Meg. Mm -hmm, Sure. You can find Meg's reporting on this issue in public source. We'll drop a link in our show notes. A little more news before you go. Pennsylvania drillers improperly abandoned thousands of natural gas wells over a five-year period. That's according to a new report from the state's Department of Environmental Protection. Abandoned wells leak methane, that's the greenhouse gas that contributes to climate change, and it can affect people's health. Drillers are supposed to report abandoned wells and plug them up, otherwise it falls to the state. State Impact says it's not clear whether this new report will lead to any change. And the city of Pittsburgh is launching a new grant program today for low-income and first-time home buyers. People who qualify can receive up to $90,000 in grants and forgivable loans from the city. The grant money comes from federal COVID relief funds. You could qualify if you earn 80% of the area median income for Pittsburgh or less, and if you haven't owned any real estate property within the last three years. We'll have more info in our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. And finally, we want to hear from you. It's almost Valentine's Day, and we want to know what made you fall in love with Pittsburgh. Oh, leave us a voicemail at 412-212-8893, and you might hear your voice on a future episode. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. Battled and bloody, but we made it. Okay.